so would never know. Lily hoped the internet connection was as good as she'd been promised, because without being able to use her BlackBerry, iPad and iPod, she'd be screwed. The soft rain misting up the windows, combined with jet lag, lulled her into resting her head back against the seat. Lily allowed her heavy, tired eyes to shut and drifted off. Here we are, love. Cliff House. I'll get your gear out while you run up and get Betty to open the door. Lily jerked awake and gazed blankly around. Oh, right. Sorry, I fell asleep. I'm not quite with it yet. That's all right. Better you than a car full of drunken yobs throwing up out of the windows. He laughed and grimaced at the same time. I guess it is. Lily opened the door and stepped out, surprised to realise that it had stopped raining somewhere along the way. She stared at the stunning view in front of her, and her jaw dropped. Oh, wow! An endless deep blue sea, miniature fishing boats bobbing around in a neat little harbour, and a soft blue sky dotted with fluffy marshmallow clouds. Lily had never seen anything like it before. Oh, wow, she said again. A broad smile creased her driver's weathered face. We take it for granted till someone sees it for the first time and reminds us. Lily couldn't believe anyone would ever get used to seeing this every day. Miss Redmond? A small, dumpy woman stood on the front step of the pretty, white-painted house. Lily smiled at the hanging baskets of exuberant red geraniums flanking the glossy black front door. There'd be nothing but shriveled-up twigs in Tennessee's searing summer heat. Yeah, just coming. Lily threw an apologetic grin at the man hauling all her bags out of the car. Can you manage? No problem, love. I'll bring them up. You go on. He shooed her away. She opened the gate and picked her way carefully up the narrow path. The combination of uneven flagstones and her high heels were an accident waiting to happen. Lily admired the colourful flower garden on both sides, still glistening from the recent rain. When she reached her new landlady, she stuck out her hand, managing to remember at the last second not to initiate a traditional southern hug. It had been top of her secretary's long list of things not to do in England. Betty Tremaine, come on in, my dear. You must be fair worn out. Close up, Lily guessed the woman was around 60, her brown wavy hair streaked with grey, the dark skirt and pale blue blouse giving the impression of a woman comfortable in her skin. Amusement sparkled in her soft blue eyes as she checked out her new visitor. No doubt Lily's wild red curly hair, tight white jeans, clingy pink t-shirt and pink stilettos were out of the ordinary for Cornwall. Lily stepped into a hallway eerily reminiscent of her grandmother's home in rural Mississippi, with its dark patterned carpet, plain cream walls, brown paint, framed family photos, and lingering smell of cooking. I'll show you your room so you can freshen up while I make us some tea.
Lily sucked in a deep breath and prepared to check out where she'd committed to spend the next two weeks. A small knot of excitement unfurled in her gut as she followed Betty Tremaine up the steep, narrow staircase. She stifled a groan as her new landlady opened the door to the tiniest bedroom she'd ever seen, wondering where on earth she could put all her luggage. I had the ensuite put in last winter, Betty said with great pride, pointing to a small cubicle taking up one corner. There's one of those newfangled electric showers, but if you want a proper bath, you can go along the landing and use mine. Thanks. Lily looked around the sunny room. Amazed to see it managed to contain a single bed, a chest of drawers, something Betty declared to be a wardrobe, which she'd call a freestanding closet.